Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. Welcome to the third of AudioPie's podcasts on Never Let Me Go. We're looking at context today and how you can talk about it in the GCSE. Context can refer to several things. It can mean social context, experiences that are common in a society, school and its codes of behaviour, both the written rules, students mustn't smoke, and the unwritten, students don't ask guardians prying questions, family and roles different members are expected to fulfil, Ruth longs to find her possible mother, Growing up and the common experiences we have, friendships, falling out and falling in love, the action of Never Let Me Go takes place in these contexts. Ishiguro uses these contexts to set up a world that is recognisable to us, that seems rich and rounded and therefore believable. And it's against this sense of a detailed, plausible world that the novel asks its urgent, ethical and moral questions. How could it be that in such an ordinary world something so horrific as the killing of one group of people for the benefit of others could happen? As we noticed in the first podcast, Ishiguro is using an absolutely normal world to stage one of the most urgent questions that people faced in the 20th century, and indeed continue to face. How can ordinary people in ordinary situations end up being victims of or doing terrible, horrifying things? How do we get to the position where the abuse and mistreatment of other humans is something that can be tolerated and accepted? This is part of the broader historical context with which the novel engages. And Ishiguro himself has wondered about the role of Japan in the Second World War, noting how easy it might be to roll along with the atrocity. He has said, I was aware of my parents' generation and the generation in Germany, who because they'd lived when they did, They had been caught up in that sort of fervour. I felt if I had been a generation older, what would I have done? Would I also have been a fascist? But what is most interesting, I think, is the way the novel poses these moral and ethical questions without preaching to us, without giving us all the answers. Instead, it asks us to consider them for ourselves. And it does this by setting these questions in a world that seems very much like ours. Now, we expect certain patterns of behaviour in different contexts. Sometimes writers take a detour from what's expected. This keeps us on our toes and stops us switching off. When Marge asks Miss Lucy if she's ever smoked, the students' reactions are not what we'd expect. Before Miss Lucy's reply, we'd all been glaring at Marge, really furious she'd asked such a rude question to us. She might as well have asked if Miss Lucy had ever attacked anyone with an axe. And for days afterwards, I remember how we made Marge's life an utter misery. Use context to help you understand character and theme in Never Let Me Go. The student's reaction to Marge's question is off, a bit OTT. It highlights the student's difference. It shows that they are taught not to question. This relates to the theme of the donor's passivity, how they accept their destiny and do not fight it. 
Does it also suggest that they have a different relationship to health and risk than many young people? As you read, ask yourself if the characters behave in a way that you'd expect in a certain context, and if not, what this tells us about them. The novel is set in the 1990s, although it was written in 2005. Why does Ishiguro set the novel in the very recent past rather than the future? Why does he specify the 1990s rather than leaving the date of the events more open? One reason is that it links the book to a moment when cloning was a topic of urgent debate. Her name is Dolly. Seven months old, she may not be the monster imagined in a science fiction fantasy, yet the cuddly Finn Dorset lamb may represent a major landmark in the history of genetic engineering. On an ordinary Cloning was all over the news from the late 90s to the mid-2000s, and stem cell research continues to be controversial. On February 22, 1997, Dolly the sheep, the world's first cloned mammal, was born. From then on, we knew it was possible to take a single cell from an adult mammal and create a replica or a clone of that animal. But this event stirred up all kinds of controversy. BBC News reported that the leader of the team that created Dolly said that human cloning was repugnant. Nevertheless, in 1998, Dr Richard Seed in Chicago announced his intention to set up a human clone clinic. In March 2005, a non-binding United Nations Declaration on Human Cloning was adopted that called for the ban of all forms of human cloning contrary to human dignity. But one of the key points in this declaration is the question of what is contrary to human dignity. Now, I think the issue of cloning arouses such interest and anxiety in people because it gets us to the heart of some extremely complex moral and ethical questions that in one sense are as old as philosophy itself. And that forms a central theme in Never Let Me Go. What counts as a human being? When do human cells become humans? What are the ethical and moral limits on the ways in which humans might be used for the benefit of other humans? When is it legitimate for human cells and or human beings to be destroyed by individuals or by the state? By setting the book in the very recent past rather than the future, Ishiguro is bypassing the technical science fiction elements of the story to force our attention onto these pressing ethical and moral questions. Of course, context can mean setting too, where the action takes place. Hailsham is some sort of boarding school. The students have privilege and opportunity. Miss Emily drums this into them during assembly. We're familiar with this context, nothing unusual there. But then Ishiguro introduces something unexpected, the sails. Once every month, a big white van would come down that long road and you'd feel the excitement all through the house and grounds. Second-hand things donated from the outside world. We'd all of us in the past found something at the sale, something that had become special. A jacket, a watch, a pair of craft scissors. Why do privileged children get rowdy at these sales? Why do things get out of hand sometimes, with students grabbing and tugging, sometimes fighting for this junk? Ishiguro is using context or setting here to build mystery and suspense. The setting of the novel links back to the question of genre. Often, one of the first things we look for to see if a novel fits into a certain genre, say science fiction or horror, is the setting. So Hailsham itself might make us think we're in a particular kind of book. 
It's a creepy big house inhabited by strange children, and from other books we've read and films we've seen, we might expect this setting to be the scene for something horrifying. But all the detail Ishiguro builds about the children's lives and routines shows us that these children aren't sinister at all. They're absolutely ordinary. And we never get to see anything horrific happen in the novel, though we get to know gradually that shocking things do go on. So setting helps us to expect certain things from the plot, alongside a particular mood. But Ishiguro is also always working to overturn where readers think they are, or what might happen. This produces an atmosphere of uncertainty and ambiguity in Never Let Me Go. So despite being given an ordinary world we can identify with, Ishiguro never lets us take the world of his novel for granted. There is literary context too. This means how events in the story are actually taking place inside a literary context. Events might be allegorical, for instance. An allegory is when events in the story represent events in another story. For instance, Never Let Me Go is an allegory of human mortality. The donors know that their futures consist of probably four donations and then death. They joke about it. You unzipped your liver, say and dumped it on someone's plate, that sort of thing. They rarely confront it head on. They are resigned to their fates. It's horror movie stuff, and most of the time people don't want to think about it. This is an allegory of our relationship with death, isn't it? We, we push it out of our minds. We joke about it, accept it, ignore it, find distractions from it, use euphemisms for it. Passing away is our term and makes it sound peaceful. Completing is Ishiguro's character's term for it, and makes it sound cold and mechanical. Both these euphemisms for death are a form of conditioning. We should think of death like this in order to make it bearable. We are as guilty of doing this as the donors. So what effect does Ishiguro want to achieve through this use of a literary context, this allegory? The story takes on an extra layer of sadness, pathos and relevance. We can empathise with the donors and a horror movie situation. In one way, the novel is asking and exploring some very direct questions about human cloning. But I think that cloning also stands in for and asks questions of other, perhaps more recognisable situations. In terms of the themes explored in the novel, perhaps cloning becomes symbolic of the other kinds of abuses that might go on in our world. Is the abuse and mistreatment of other humans and indeed animals, say in a sweatshop or factory farms, something that can be tolerated and accepted by society if it benefits some people? Remember, use context, social, historical, literary, genre, setting, to help increase your understanding of the text. As you read, ask yourself what context the action is taking place in and how are those contexts being used by Ishiguro? Are the contexts shaping what the characters say, how they behave? And finally, think about your own context too. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. 
Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening, everyone.